Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Layla's furious with you, Tom. <laughs> Hold on, do we want to start the pod? No, no, no. in fact, I've got some. Uh, no. Shut up, no, no. No, no, oh, this is for another time. Yeah. I'll tell you what, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me, let me hit pause, let me hit pause. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Bear with us, callers. Livid. <laughs> okay, you can. That's the first appearance of yeah, uh, yeah. Good Lady no. Wife on the get, pod. Get out, get time. out. <laughs> right, are we ready? Yeah. Do you want to make an apology, Phil? Uh, I'm deeply, deeply sorry. Hello, Egg Chasers. It's the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. Back in the rugby dungeon, one week, less than a week, uh, five days away from the return of the Gallagher Premiership. And after the round four of the Rugby Championship, we've got a lot to get into. We've got, by the way, boys... A lot of team previews to do as well. I can't believe we left it at the last minute. Again. Not like us, is this it? Is, this, this seems to happen every year. Have you ever come across the, I think he's a blogger, um, Tim Urban, does some TED yes. Talks. And, he's there. and what, like... what's he famous for? Do you know? Uh, he does Wait But Why, which is a website um, explaining things um, <laughs> and having like interesting little facts. But I've heard him. Where did I, I, so I think I was following him on Twitter because he's had some good interactions with Elon. Yeah. Uh, in my burner account, ooh, and uh, then I heard him on Lex Friedman. Ah, like Lex Friedman. yeah, that's yeah, a very, a- that's a very good episode. There's a really interesting uh, thought experiment he does on that because um, he talks about uh, no one person on planet Earth can make a pencil. Oh, I know. Uh, yes, yes, and yes. I know. Does the thought experiment of <laughs> it's very good. Uh, it, 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 we might spend too much time on it, so go and listen to that. But it's very, very interesting about iPhones. So the Tim Urban analogy I was going to use was he talks about revising and how you need to revise in nice, steady steps and get all of your work done. And then by the time the exam comes, you're fine. Yeah. And we've basically done exactly the same for our previews, which we'll do, we did one one week, then three, and now we've got to do six. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. It's the old how do you eat an elephant yes. analogy. Yes. Uh, well, anyway, we are, wherever you get your podcasts, hit subscribe. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review if you appreciate us being... We, we were there all through the summer. It was like, uh, I was at uh, the rugby club today, I was at Raffy Quirk's Broughton Park, and uh, the Broughton Park under-15s have been there all summer long, and now all of a sudden, Sunday, everyone else struts in. Like, like you know, we've been, we've been there all the time. Grafting. It's the same. Everyone's going to start creeping out the woodwork. We've been there all summer long, as we are, 52 weeks a year. And if you appreciate it, you can also go and find extra content and show your appreciation and support at patreon.com forward slash eggchasers. Now, uh, we're also on email, contacteggchasers at gmail.com. And Nick Schlobohm, wicked name. Great name. He's from the... He's from, uh, San Francisco Bay Area rugby community. Oh, hello. Which is one of the heart, the heart beds. Uh, heart beds? The, uh, heart beds? What's the word I'm hot looking beds. for? Hot, hot beds. Heartlands. Hot beds and heartlands. Well, I'd say uh, it's a hotbed in San Francisco, but a heartland would be like um, Denver, where. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it Glendale? The Raptors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. There? But then Golden Gate. Uh, was it San Francisco San Golden San Gates Francisco. back in the day? Yeah. Go, that's was, where that's Samu Manoa yeah. Yeah. came from. Anyway, uh, so we had a conversation on one of the many pods we put out uh, last week, which was about this Sail Sharks walkout song, and we were surprised to, to learn that they'd replaced AWOL Nation's Sail with another song, and we couldn't remember what it was. And um, I know what it is now. We did, we did an impression of it, and, and Nick says, I had to reach out and send this your way, having no context outside of Tim's impeccable rendition of this EDM beat. <laughs> he, said, he said, Tim's tear-jerking a cappella. Um, 
begins around 35 seconds into this song. So, and the song is, and what I'm really impressed by, JB, is you actually said, is it Daft Punk? And it's not Daft Punk, but it is another French uh, dancer. Oh, I know are, the name of it who, as well. Who, who have the DNA of Daft Punk all over them. It's Just East. Je- yes, I knew that as well. And the song is Genesis. And, um, got another few seconds before the song actually kicks in. But this is what Sail Shark's walkout song is. And it's actually quite good now, I hear it. Yeah, it is very good. Is it... And... It would... Wo- Go on. Wait, wait for it. And it would work with a brass band. Well, that is a brass band pretty exactly. much at the start, isn't it? It is. A tuba yeah. or something. So Simon Orange or whoever makes these decisions, brass band for Cell Sharks, please. Yeah. Thank you very much, Nicholas Schlobohm. And um, there we go. That, what was that? That was a round on Nevermind the Buzzcocks, wasn't it? Where you had to do a cappella versions of songs. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. Yeah, I'd good be good round. on that then. Um, and we also got another email telling us that Leicester Tiger, uh, Northampton Saints walk out to a band that came from Leicester but I can't remember who, who it That's is now Sabian. Oh, they walk Sabian, out. Yeah. that is an absolute tune if it's f- what, what tune is it uh, it's Fire according to Rob Watts oh, that is a mega Gmail. tune and that is what um, Leicester City I think either what yeah, so it, Fire's got a club foots the no, no, no! This is this is bigger than Club Foot, honestly. Right. Guarantee the chorus. Yeah. I mean, you know your music. Yeah, I mean, it's not I, my. It's... I, I, when I used to DJ at Forty Second Street in Manchester every Friday night, this was massive. Wait for. <laughs> yeah, this is good when it kicks in. Yeah, it's quite good. I quite like that. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Well, that's interesting. Northampton running out to a Leicester. Band. Well, who would they run out to if there is a Northampton band? <laughs> that's, my, I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Anyway, essential, essential rugby stuff there, there, boys. Oh, massive, mm. massive. Yeah. We, we get all sorts of brilliant emails. And, do, uh, yeah. So do we dive into a preview? No, we, we're going to dive into some rugby. Let us talk about some real rugby first. Did the boys play this week, Tim? Uh, no, it, it was a tra- training week, training weekend for the uh, Raffy Quirks Broughton Park under 15s, and uh, but the games come thick and fast. Trafford Metrovic, Metrovic, Steve, Steve Diamonds, Trafford Metrovic. Oh actually. my God! And then uh, Lee in the uh, in the Lancashire. Lee, Cup. yeah, two clubs have always had good e- good youth yeah. systems. Mm. Yeah. And Lee, particularly, Phil will know this from the north side of Manchester. It's rugby league territory. It so is. So it is. you get you get lads that are cube shaped and love contact. Yeah. They used to have a number eight there and I'm sure his name was Kelvin or something and he just ran like a train and they had an, a nine who was about six foot two and between the two of them they were just a menace as like nine, uh, nine and eight axis what menace. was it like playing playing rugby union in rugby league country growing up Phil I did play a little tiny bit of rugby league when I was younger as well uh, but it's funny because you, you didn't really play that much in rugby league country um, no, it's very it's, it's sectioned it, off. Yeah, it is a little bit sectioned off. I mean, you, you do have some good clubs like uh, the St Helens clubs. West yeah, it's Park, like St. Helens it's not it's not dissimilar, is it, to like living in a really nice area, and then someone tells you there's a really rough area just down the road, but you never go there. You know it exists, yeah. but you never interact <laughs> with it. Well, we have to go through Moss Side to get to town, don't we? Yeah, but like, do you ever? I mean, yeah. rough, Moss Side's really rough. It or seems not. all right. It seems all right to me. Yeah, I'm not. Aware, if it is rough, I'm not aware of it. <laughs> you just never go there. I just never go there. <laughs> yeah, same with rugby league, I guess. Oh, no, what, the, JB walking through uh, Mossad. Where's the nearest rooftop bar? <laughs> <laughs> when do they have one? Is that a Negroni you're drinking? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like the, you, you would know when you came up against teams that. Uh, were primary, primarily rugby league players, so they play league in the summer because there was this. Was well, they're always, either rubbish or really good. Well, there was always this like uniformity to the lads. Yeah. So like, you look at a rugby league when you play against rugby league teams, particularly um, as a kid, they all seem to be they're kind all of five, the same. ten, fifteen stone. Yeah, yeah. Cubes. Maybe less so when you're like twelve. Yeah, but yeah, there, yeah, yeah. There, there is like a uniformity that in rugby union you have this massive uh, divergence. And yeah, the uniformity is the hard tattooed. They're hard. They're hard. <laughs> yeah, tattooed by twelve. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> six foot somewhere in between there. Yeah, but I would say the other tell that a team is from a rugby league town is they're either amazing or rubbish, depending on the time of year. Because yeah. if they're down to only their union boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. they've got a problem. Yes. Once they get the league boys back, they've, they've got all sorts of tricks up their sleeves. Mm. Yeah. 
I played uh, with and against with and against a few good boys from Widnes as well. Another yeah. good, good league area. They've got, they've got some talented players. It's so regionalised though, isn't it? Like it just doesn't. Oh, it it, is. You know, if you go literally a few miles, people think it's a joke or a cliche. It's not. You literally go a few miles out and it doesn't exist. Yeah, look, like two if, miles if out. Gone. If you're within five miles of the M62, is is the basic rule? Yeah. If you're within five miles of the M62, you'll generally find a rugby league town. And then as soon as you go outside that, nothing. It's crazy. It's Absolutely. either football or union or whatever. Yeah. Uh, how about how about you? First league match of the season. You're out of the Lancashire Cup, obviously. Well, yes. Because of so, Byron McGuigan. Yeah, we are, unfortunately, because of Byron McGuigan. So um, I, we, we did beat West Park St. Helens. Um, very tough game. Very brave bunch of boys. We're talking about that rugby league sort of country attitude. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what they've got. It was the sort of game I like. Eight three, perfect, wow. perfect. Purist. Yeah, we missed the uh, missed the kick on purpose to keep, to keep it nice and <laughs> nice and close. But yeah, got a hell of a fight. And uh, who was I telling? Was I telling you, Tim? Um, Foster Valu, forty two years old. Still hits like an absolute train. An absolute train. <laughs> did, you, did you get hit or hit him? I got hit once by him. Good lad. I'd already got rid of the ball and I couldn't be happier. <laughs> I could not be happier. Um, I would say that's what I love about rugby, the confrontational nature of it. It is genuinely intimidating when you... And when, and when you are getting yourself in a position to be a, to be a runner, it's not... Um, you're not human if you're not looking up. When it's, there's a guy like that on the field, you're not human if you're looking up and just assessing where is he, where is yeah. he. All right. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm not really that intimidated on a rugby field ever, ever. I'm just not, and that's not a brag. I'm not trying to say I'm some some sort some sort of, uh, some sort of hard man. I'm really, really not. It's like a different sport. Like the guy's 42. And it's just like it's it's a different thing that he does, and it just made me think. Like, imagine training against these boys. I mean. He was good, but he's about as good as everybody else at St. Helens or in Harlequins. You can't imagine playing against just 15 guys that can do that yeah. all day long. <laughs> I just can't, I can't even think about it. Blows my mind. Like, it's such a dangerous game. It's good, though, that like, not being... So you don't want to be overawed, but having a little bit of nervous, just a little, yeah. little bit of nervous excitement, because it does... It, it always gets you that nervous excitement, like and, what is going to happen. And actually, and the t- I remember you've played against some very good players, uh, Phil, in your time. I remember coming up against some really good players, and you've played against good players, JB, even when you went down to the Ben Moon testimonial. Actually, mm. it's pretty exciting to go, oh yeah, I'm going to put a shot in on. Yeah, yeah. Insert player's name here. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, try, I, th- I remember thinking that before I tackled Andrew Sheridan and I also remember thinking <laughs> it as I watched him <laughs> finishing that try having off. walked over me it's like, it's like an axis how hard how hard can you physically play and how hard can you mentally play yeah, yeah I can't do yeah, either yeah. of those things really <laughs> but like, you know some people just can't turn it off like you mentioned the Ben Moon testimonial it was really it's, it's a pleasure to get up close to some of these guys and um you know, you probably won't remember Rob Hawkins the guy who got yeah, his um, yeah, 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 yeah the guy who yeah, got his yeah. arm broke by Cal- Callum Clark. Clark right yeah the armbar. Like, he was playing social rugby, but he can't really turn it off. He's just one of those guys. That's yeah, how he yeah. plays. Not a, not a uh, massive guy, but, but can't turn it off. He's not small, though, is he? Well, he's not... He was like a proper... He played uh, Bath 21s with my brother, and he's a proper athletic... Yeah, but, yeah. Like, he's he's one of those modern hookers. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not big. He's definitely not big. Yeah, he's, he's not like... You know, Steve Thompson back in the day or yeah. you know mm. whoever else you can think of who's a big hooker. Josh not Schmidt. that. Yeah, he, he's not Trevor Leota. Timely <laughs> reference. Well, that that I I do find that mental and physical side interesting because it's like which matters more. Well, both matter. You've yeah. got to have both. But if you are exceptionally physical, you can have a little bit less of the mental and still get like someone like Pierre Spees would be an amazing example. Yes, because he was. If you had your X and Y axis, he was so far up the physical axis. Axis, he was. As big as you want, as strong as you want, as fast as you could possibly be, combining all those three things, that you didn't necessarily need to be as far along well, the, the mental axis. Whereas someone else who doesn't have that physical, this is maybe a bad example for what we're talking about, but someone like Peter Stringer, who is very low down the, the physical axis, but his, we know um, very well, and we spoke about this before. His diligence on training, his ability to train repeatedly is right up there. So his ability to put himself through pain is right up there on the mental axis. Well, Rob, Hawk, Rob Hawkins' mindset in P.S. Beast's body, he could run the world. <laughs> yeah. He could run the world. That's when you, if you get someone who is 
that good physically and that competitive and aggressive somebody, and switched on. Somebody like John O'Ross is probably on that sort of axis. Oh, there's a few, like um, Jasper Visa would be a good one. Yes, definitely. I mean, he's maybe too mentally switched on, too aggressive at times. Yeah, some of these boys are just absolutely... I mean, probably the Curry's right up there. Yeah, Tom Curry's a good shout. Yeah, Malcolm Marks would be a good shout. Yeah, brutal. Why? Who would ever play international rugby? <laughs> you, it's so you, dangerous. When you saw Ibn Etzebeth grabbing uh, Ala, Michael, Michael, is it Michael Alatoa? Ala yeah, by the throat and screaming in his face. That is his peak of both. <laughs> but do, do, do you know what was really cool about that? It was the sudden shock of Alatoa before he regains his sort of faculties and goes. Yes, <laughs> this is what I want. Because I wouldn't do that. I, oh, no, this is not what I want. Leave me alone. That was. God, there was, there was a couple of little scuffles because there was that, and then there was one in the. Which one was it in the New Zealand game? There was definitely a, a couple of scuffles with uh, uh, Matera getting stuck in. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and it was Dane Coles winding up Matera late on in the. the are they teammates? They are, aren't they? No, no, Dane Coles, no, Dane so I'm Cole's Cody Taylor. Is, um, yeah, Corey yeah, Taylor, Taylor and Matera are. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, just uh, what I quite enjoy about the Rugby Championship, as you just brought it up, is if you went on a fortnight holiday and before you went away and you were going to go, do you know what, I'm going to switch my phone off, I'm just going to have a really chilled out two weeks. <laughs> Depending on what weekend you left, you would have either thought New Zealand are awesome or dreadful and you'd have come back and had that opinion confirmed. Yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I've, I, I, that's a very good way of putting it, Tim. I've been thinking about this. I, I was thinking about how to frame this. It's like every time I look at the table, I have no idea what's going on because yeah. New Zealand got beaten, well beaten by Argentina yeah. last week. Hammer them this week. Australia beat South Africa well last week, get hammered by them this week. But the first round of games was identical with one team winning comfortably and then the other team hammering them. Yeah, so it's... Going into the last two games, I have no idea where to look. I don't well, know what's going to happen. Well, I guess before we talk about these actual games, just the wider picture of international rugby at the moment, we've got, my word, I mean, we've got those four teams... Who, who have proven that anyone can beat anyone yep. on the day. Ireland. Categorically. France. Yeah. England. Yeah, I mean, is anyone else you want? To, I mean, there's seven teams there that could legitimately win the World Cup. Mm, six, I would not put England there just yet, but they well, could be there. And Argent- I think if you put in Argentina there, you have to put England there. Well, yeah. have they beat the All Blacks recently? Uh, beat three uh, the last World Cup. Yeah, they, yeah. They, okay, find them. Throw them in. Throw them in. South Africa last year as well. They, well, they should be there. So I'll, I'll, I'll allow it for now. Well, and then Wales beat South Africa a few months ago. Now I, yeah. I don't think. I don't think Wales can repeat it seven times in a row against the big boys three or four times. Um, I guess that's the point, right? Games. I guess the point is nobody can repeat it three. Well, so who is that? Yeah, meaning anyone can. Yeah, which does mean it. I mean, it this is probably this is probably going to be the best World Cup. I mean, I'm saying that I'd probably jinx it, but there are so many teams who are seem to be peaking at the right time. Now I know we're twelve months out, so twelve months is not necessarily mm. the right time. But of the teams we're looking at, you can hardly see any of those having a significant no. drop-off, can you? You would say, so far, New Zealand are disappointed with how they are. Yeah, you agree, would say I'd that. agree with that. Yeah. I'd say the other three teams in the Championship would look at this and go, yeah, we're not exactly where we want to be, but Christ, there's a lot to build on. We're very happy with our preparation, and which you, is so unusual, even South Africa. Well, you look at South Africa, and I think they are. They will be. The, the, the South African fans might not be happy. But I think the South African coaching staff will be happy because they've been rotating. Yeah. Because they've been experimenting. Damien Valemzi at 10, at 15, Vili LaRue out there. They've been forced into experimentation on the wings. They've been opting to experiment in the front row. And that's starting marks and kits off. Which and as we talked about last week, maybe not experimenting enough in some key positions, but we know they've got the talent there when, when and if they choose to use them. Yeah, uh, but they, they've actually been having this tournament almost as a... Well, let, let's try it then. Let's try. Let's see how Joseph Dweber, our in, enormous third choice hooker, will get on under some pressure. And yeah. maybe it's not. Well, it's certainly a positive experiment for the long term because he's been put under pressure. I tell you what, I much prefer their halfback pairing now. Um, Villelmser and Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah. Yeah, it is Hendrickson, right? Uh, I don't... Hend- is it Hendrickson or it's Hendrick? 
Hendrix with an E on the end, isn't it? Hendrix E. Hendrix E. Hendrix E? Yeah, Hendrix. Hendrix E? Okay. I like those two a lot more than I like Faf and Pollard. Uh, I just think they fit the system so much better. Hen- Hendrix E, um, his kicking is so on point. So he just hoists oh, it up. I love it. for Moody's try. I love that it. That was awesome. It, it was amazing that in comms they said, oh, I thought that was too deep. But it's not too deep if your winger can do a whatever he can do, four and a half second, 40 yard dash. I know. And it's so obvious what South Africa are teaching these wingers now. I mean, you looked at, um, I know he's a bit of an older lad, he's about 26 or something. Um, Andres, Andrese, or what yeah, his name is? Andrese, the, guy, who, the guy who uh, played well in the first game, but also got really right. killed, yeah. Gordon Barrett. <laughs> but you know what he's about. He's very fast, very, not rangey, but sort of like powerful and steppy, but he gets in the air, he elevates, yeah. and that's what they're looking for. And Pimpy uh, does that great. And this new lad. Co- uh, Co- Kanan Moody Mo- Is it Mo- Mo- Moody? Kanan, yeah Okay Exactly the same thing Moody. Just get in the air And catch the ball I love it Somebody put on Twitter The other day It's a good tweet Because it was like Just things you should, we should Think about changing in, in rugby And one of the things Was like Basically Let's try and get rid Of the box kick And the box kick Is so important For the whole game Because it opens Everything up for space So you're only Box kicking to manipulate their space. You're only box kicking, so they're dropping four back, and then you can attack. Um, well, or in South Africa's case, just to carry on putting putting pressure on on your opposition. And I love it. And How can you not love it? It's also, and I've talked about this with Leicester Tigers, it was their blueprint, what are the controllable, repeatable skills? Yep. And mm-hmm. spend all your time on those. I think it's awesome. Watching the ball getting hoist, hoisted up and then release, releasing the hounds. It's absolutely brilliant. And South Africa are the best at that. Yeah, South Africa are very, very good. The, the problem comes if you're poorly executing box kicks. Yep. And so you poorly execute in two ways, the kick and the chase. If the kick is poor, too deep, and a man catches it with loads of time and can just fire a, a nice, accurate uh, crossfield or corner kick, that's no good to watch. Nope. And if the chase is poor, that's all, it's terrible for your team because you're not putting the opposition under pressure. Mm. Well, I think what I like about South Africa at the moment, I like a lot about South Africa, but... I think I like the way they play because they can beat anyone and also they almost allow anyone to beat them. And the, they, they stay cl- they, they don't score yeah. many tries. And I mean, if they, you they are did score perfect, four tries in this game. You can beat them. So Australia knew to beat them, they needed to do simple things, but simple isn't easy. And that's what South Africa make you do. They make you do the simple things, and if you can't do them, you're screwed. The, the analogy that I thought of was it's like trying to fix a sinking submarine. And you've got to repair it and be ice cool and make all of the right moves before the, wa- the water pressure completely crushes you. And you just got to focus on the task and hopefully you might just survive. And if you do, it's fine. And if you don't, you get, uh, well, imploded. <laughs> um, to which was your favourite game of these two? So I, I, I'd love Obviously South Africa. Genuinely, I, I think my two favourite teams on the planet right now are South Africa France. So it's interesting that you don't like, or you don't like as much the Island team because I think the Island team is so such a good team. I think it's more the negative feelings I have around Leinster, and not that um, <laughs> I dislike them naturally, but they're just so dominant in everything that they do that it sort of rubs off a bit on the Irish team. But I do like the Irish style of play. Actually, to be fair, they they play some lovely stuff, and yeah. they, they do they control the controllables. As you mentioned before. Well, I mean, France have got... I mean, actually, I'd say France have got the advantage on South Africa because they have the physical prowess of, of South Africa, probably the only team in the world that can match them. They're probably the only team in the world that can match the All Blacks for their handling skills, but they're also probably the only team in the world that can match the Italians for their men- mental fortitude. <laughs> so if you mix it all up... It makes a hell of an exciting oh, combination. <laughs> sends chills down my spine. So this this... Uh, Australia-South Africa game. Australia never... It was frustrating watching it kind of... I was I was half supporting Australia because I, I, I see them, even though they won last week, I see them as the, un, the yeah. underdog going into this. Yeah. And I, if I don't have a dog in the fight, I go for the underdog. And it was so frustrating watching them in this because they were... They never really got going, and every time they got going and had a few phases, they made a handling error or they turned over at the rook, which is... Obviously, South Africa, when you've got Kitsoff and Malcolm Mark, amongst others, um, terrorising the Rook, 
it's not that surprising, but it's still frustrating to watch it. Yeah, completely agree. Um, from Australia, I've kind of enjoyed watching this team develop because they keep throwing new lads in and new lads they keep do. on proving themselves. I, I, I've said it on the other podcasts. I just love it. Uh, I love the Fraser McWright story. I love Bobby Valentini's just turning into a world-class player. I think Tom Wright is all... Bobby V. Exactly. I'll tell you what I don't like, though. I don't like the heat that Cora Betty's getting. Like, it's okay to give him heat because he drops a lot of ball and he makes a lot of mistakes. But he's a, he's probably one of the best in the world at what he does. With ball yeah. in hand, he's incredible. He's and so, so are they. I just think, like, you've got to be incredibly ungrateful to target him for... The things that I, I agree with you. I, I there are there are some people there are some people who just be grateful who completely exists. ignore the the world class skills of Owen Farrell because uh, what a bit, scumbag he makes the odd high tackle. Filth. Well, so just looking at the stats from the game. Corobete, Bete. Corum, Corum Bete. You do it far better than I do, Tim. Corum Bete, um, Icky Tau. And Tom Wright, three of their most dangerous runners. And I tell you what, throw Hunter Pice Army and Reese Hodge in there as well. And they, they made less than 40 metres with ball in hand. Wow. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, yeah, Th- 37 between five players. Wow. That, is, that just shows how poorly they attacked. And, well, to, for the other side. The other side is South Africa. How how few opportunities they gave them. Yeah, I I want to say I'm convinced that da- Damien Wilhelms is becoming one of the best rugby players on on the planet. Uh, I am convinced. Just on on, yeah, on Aussie players I as agree. we're doing it. Got an email here from uh, Andy Gordon, top man. Hang on, have I missed something? Where was the corner one this week? Hold, hold on, hold on. Well, they're just rotating. Just rotating. Uh, he says we were talking about Nick White last week and his. Uh, uh, overreaction to uh, a brush of the moustache by, <laughs> yeah, by Fafty he got Clerk. slapped in the face. He said, uh, and Andrew says, "Hi, chaps. Pod love blah. Thought you might <laughs> find this funny. Talking to my son about who Nick White is, and I did a Google search on my phone using the voice tool. Listen to Google Voice res- Google's voice response uh, video attached. Um, and here we go. Let's. I, I haven't listened to this yet, but uh, so a- Andrew Gordon is in Canberra." In Australia. Come on. Come on. Here we go. Come on. According to Wikipedia, Nicholas William White is an Australian rugby union player and actor who plays for Brumbies in Super Rugby. <laughs> oh, my word. And actor. <laughs> oh, my word. What he deserves, frankly. What he deserves. Very good. Very well, good. In this game, we, we kind of touched on it before but there was another... The tempers flared in the corner for a uh, Mapimpi try-non-try. So yes, that's right. Yeah. Last week, tempers flared. Oh, no, no, it was a try, though, wasn't it? it yeah, this week was a try. Yeah. Last week was a non-try. Uh, both involved uh, Marika Corran-Bete. Bete. Um, this Marika! One, this one. I, I think... I'm not sure it was the right decision. So... It was definitely a try. That's the right decision. Mm-hmm. After all of the tempers flared, the fact that Mapimpi, who scored the try, got the yellow card, did seem a bit yeah, almost unbalanced. like. Do you have? Should you not just override the try? And give the well, yellow card. The try scored, but then it's for him. He he reacts, but he didn't do anything. Like <laughs> he didn't stamp on anyone. He didn't hit anyone. He didn't gouge it. There was nothing. I thought none he did of stamp. That. I thought it was like a little stamp or something. Not- no, I don't think. I, I watched it again. It was, but I think the, I think it was given. It was Ben O'Keefe, wasn't it? I think it was the yellow card was given because that was his action. Mapimpi's action was the action that meant there was a thirty-man melee. Yeah. Uh, Rather than anything, any one individual thing that he did. I mean, I think we should just be grateful but, because we've got two weeks running now where. Arguably, definitely the best winger or one of the two best wingers in the world, and Pimpy, Pimpy, is up against another bloke who is one of the best wingers at certain things, but has holes in his game. But like they're just battling out to see who is the best in the world at certain things, and it's awesome. And it's it's no wonder. I mean, they're right at the bleeding edge of how good can humans be at scoring tries <laughs> and defending tries. They're literally that is where they are. Yeah. So I'm not surprised they. Um, who would you rather have? Um, uh, and Pimpy, 
Corbetti, uh, uh, Caleb Cock. <clears throat> Ooh, uh, I, I tell you who I would rather have on the wing, Rico Ioane. He's not playing wing, but He's actually, so good. Though. Actually, I wouldn't. He is good. I don't think he is quite. Miles Benjamin on this shortlist. <laughs> oh. yeah, well, I mean, if only, if only history was slightly different. Um, of those three that you've given me, I probably take, I probably take Corin Bate. Because the upside, I think his upside is, but then the Pimpy is just Pimpy. He's more solid all round. Yeah, and Pimpy plus one other. Yeah, but I don't know which one it is. Oh, maybe, is maybe great. Will Jordan. I love Will Jordan. Mm, oh, a little, you, little bit t- vanilla for me. I'll tell you who. Uh, yeah, but you like big wingers. I do like big, big wingers. Strong wingers. I'll tell you who you want. Then made his return after a year out. Scored a try this weekend. Big winger. Big strong boy. I'm going to go out and say something wild. It's not like Julian Surveyor or someone. Nope, not Julian Surveyor. He, he has been playing this year, but not for the All Blacks. Um, uh, made his return this weekend in a game I watched live. Which country? Uh, well, the, it was, the game was a pre-season friendly occurring Stockers. in Europe. Stockers. Uh, so I don't think, I don't class him as a big winger. He's a big He's big, not a big winger. Boy. No, he's not. What? A kind of, no, he's he's tall, but he's not a big winger. A big winger, like Caleb Clark is a big winger. He plays like, I don't think Stockers plays like a big big, big winger. Stockers a big winger. He, no, he's physically big, but he doesn't play like one. I tell you another guy who didn't play uh, Stockers I, Stockers uh, scored the uh final try in a convincing win for Ulster against was it Exeter? Exeter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did they beat Exeter? Good, good win. Mm. Exeter got uh, Ulster won. Fairly comfortably. Now, it was, Exeter had two games this week. They did, did they? but they, they also lost to Cornish Pirates. I think did they? The Cornish Oof. Pirates was a like a reserve team. I think. Well, there was some. There was well, some, there was some handy the names. In, the there, there were some decent names in that Exeter team mm. for that. Joe, uh, Joe Simmons started at ten for the Cornish Pirates. Did, match. Yeah, because um, Harvey Skinner, Skinner played against Ulster. So, anyway, we'll get onto Exeter yeah. in our preview of Exeter Chiefs. Yeah. Well, uh, Glas- uh, Gloucester battered Cardiff. I think. And did Ospreys beat somebody? Was it Northampton? They beat? yes, they did. They beat, beat Northampton. I mean, you can. So on the in the Ulster Exeter game, it was very difficult to tell who anyone was because players were coming on with like subs were coming on in shirt number eight and shirt number twelve. Oh, really? There was, How they're just like a, a there's forty people, forty blokes there, so there's just a massive pool of kit that everyone's just rotating. So it's brilliant. Uh, and take it all with a pinch of salt. Yeah, and it, there was lots of people playing in lots of different positions. Yeah, well, Stockers, um, Stockers took a great aerial bomb and finishes try very nicely. Well, we, we want to talk about high, le- uh, you know, high high level warm up. Bloody Cobham uh, went and beat Aylesbury, which is um, oh, last, oh, shocking. Last what? play, of the, last what? play of the game. Eights drops a ball uh, over the line. So the eights for. Aylesbury drops the ball, ball over, over the line his own line for Cobham's score. Oh no! Over his own line. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. god! Yeah, that's painful. Not it our is beloved painful. Aylesbury. Yeah, Tr- bad, bad, that is bad, bad start to the season. Very bad. They'll be back. They'll be back. They're they too. They're too good to stay down. Uh, how about this? Uh, some statements. See what you agree with out of this from uh, Peter Shaw. Thank you very much. Contact TedChasers at gmail dot com on the rugby championship. Um. So he says. Uh, Selection, I'm just cherry-picking some of these. Selection matters. As long as Malcolm Marks can walk onto a pitch, he should start at hooker. Uh, I tend to agree with that. I don't know if I do agree with that. because okay. no, you know, Be brief and I'll rattle through these. It'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The reason I don't know, I don't know if I want my best player starting or finishing. I don't know. I, I, I see why you'd keep him in reserve, put it that way. Okay. Yeah, when, when you've got Bongo Mbanambi, who started the World Cup final and Marks to finish... But it does. It depends what you want. But yeah. he, he is. He has to play though. That's yeah. the yeah. and he probably should be playing more than forty minutes yeah. if he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, Vili Larue was a calming force in the back line, a constant chirping cheerleader. Uh, yeah, I, he's say, good. I'd say yes. He got two assists. Yeah. Um, he he did. He took pressure off Vilemze with the kicking and some of the distribution, which is what uh, he also does with yeah, Pollard, with the exception of uh, his slap down. Uh, Agreed for the try, which was a yellow card. So I think two things here. I think that um, Wilhelmsy and uh, the guy who just the small guy who just talking about Willie Rue. Willie Rue, thank you. Work better than Pollard and Wil- uh, Wilhelmsy and Pollard and Larue. I think it's those two. I don't know why. That's one of the next points that uh, Pete mm, makes. So he agrees with you on that. 
Um, yeah, I, I think that's what I would go for as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they should not have Vermeulen or Stain in the match day 23, even if they're legends. They're not capable of making an impact. Disagree. Strong disagree. Hard, strong disagree. Uh, Stain, I wouldn't, unless you have him as your inside back, I would definitely not have him in the 23 shirt. Uh, Marlon, I feel you start him or nothing. Yeah, but whether whether you start, I'd, I'd love to see Evan Roos get a yeah a role a, a go in the shirt. Partly because it might mean that uh, Vermalen will be available for Ulster for the full season. <laughs> Just on staying, he he can still do some things, and one of the things he can do is absolutely rocket a ball uh, anywhere within the you know within Just the hemisphere that the he's corner in. Corner from uh, Mapimpi's try. No, that was a bit, such a good. He, he nailed. So he's right in the Mapimpi scored less than a meter from the corner flag. He, he just rocks up. I think he'd only been on the pitch for a couple of minutes. And he rockets it. And not only did it go right through the middle of the post, it went for like another for 30 <laughs> yards as well. He, he like goppeth it and some. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, Khaleesi was immense. Running, passing, tackling, Jackley, one of his best matches in a long time. I Yes, I agree. So my overall criticism on Khaleesi is I just never see him have that game. I never see him have the game like, oh, do you remember Khaleesi in that one game? Uh, and I thought, yeah, I agree with that. I thought he was brilliant. The one thing, I, I agree he was brilliant. I'm sure he made a no-harms tackle halfway through the second half. Did he get caught? Didn't, didn't get looked at. Didn't get Just referred. shows the gravitas of, of the man. He's moving into that, moving into that layer of rugby player now where you don't get penalised, so that's fine. That's a good sign. <laughs> it's a good sign if you're South African. Yeah. Bad I, sign for everyone else. Yeah, Sam Kane can't get away with that. No chance. Uh, Moster is not flashy, but does the dirty work at lock and flank, flank in this match. And was rewarded with a try. Good on him. They've got some depth, haven't they? Yeah, love yeah, my stop. Yeah. Love him. Yeah. Uh, and audio of Mapimpi telling Nick White to shut up and Vili LaRue later saying in an Afrikaner accent, F you, was uh, to, to Nick White. <laughs> to Nick White. Was yeah. Classic. yeah. Yeah, get him, boys. Get him. <laughs> it was great. As for. It was a good game, that. It, and a good performance by South Africa. Yeah, as for um, like the, the other nations, it, New Zealand, well, it just feels like. We're living in weird times at the minute, and it just feels like the weekend just gone has sort of restored some sense of normality because New Zealand had a convincing win against Argentina and looked a really potent attacking force, and Thomas Lavanini got a yellow card. Yes, yes. that's exactly right. Yeah, normality resumed. Because last week he turned into a really competent second row, and this <laughs> week not so much. Well, this week, the start of the game, so from kickoff, Matera takes it, sets up a rook, one pass, Lavanini drop ball. And I just was watching that thinking, well, that's, that, that's going to be the course for this game, isn't yeah. it? They're just going to concede. It's not going to go well for Argentina. And it didn't. They, they battled valiantly for a bit and then collapsed towards well, the I mean, game. They need to be strong against South Africa for obvious reasons. They have one game away, one game at home. I can see the, this. <laughs> I can see both the remaining two sets of fixtures going one all again. I, I can. I, mean, I really can. I can. And then you're down to. Um, points difference. Oh, uh, bonus, the win it, aren't they? bonus points and then points difference. Yeah, it was a bonus points first. I, I would assume. So. Well, it, it will because that's the points in the table. But yeah, uh, I think the and New Zealand are the only team who have two bonus points. So right now the <sighs> table reads in fourth Argentina nine points. Anyone but New Zealand. Third South Africa nine points. Second Australia nine points, and first New Zealand ten points. And they also have the greatest points difference, thanks to their 52 is this, uh, so point win. This is the most fun rugby championship in a while. Oh, it's oh, brilliant. It's, brilliant. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. And, and in, this, in the same respect that last season's Gallagher Premiership was one of the most entertaining ever. But that, I feel, was a consequence of the teams that were far and away the best not being as good mm. rather than the standard being pulled up from below. Is is that where the rugby championship is? Or is it that the oh, you've already mentioned, Phil, that South Africa are rotating and that's how that's helped that. But is it that they're all that the South Africa and New Zealand are a bit poorer for whatever reason rather than or is it Argentina and Australia are a bit better? I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. And if we go back to twenty fifteen New Zealand won that World Cup at a canter, but England were terrible. Uh, England got hammered by yeah. Wales and Australia. France were terrible. South Africa were terrible. It yeah. was the old guard of South Africa who got beat by Japan. Yeah, right. Um, 
Australia were kind of, were the best of the rest. Argentina didn't do anything. Ireland didn't do anything as they never do. The best of the rest was Australia, who were buoyed by the fact that they got Drew Mitchell, uh, Adam Ashley Cooper, and Matt Gitto death out, of their, so, cr- out of their cryo chambers. Yeah, it was totally the death. But they they were hammered by New Zealand in the final. It was it was New Zealand up here, and then four rungs below the ladder, everyone else was scrambling yeah. about for second place. Yeah. Whereas now. All of those other teams have raised their game and got more consistency, more options, better players, and New Zealand have come comparatively down a peg or two. Mm. So it is... And South Africa from the World Cup, for the reason you mentioned, they're trying stuff out. They're not operating in, they, top, in even, top gear. Even going... So going into the 2019 World Cup, and obviously they hammered England in the final. Yeah. They were an amazing team. But they were not close to being favourites going into that. No, remember that first game against New Zealand? People were thinking... Yeah, and New Zealand won it, and they they almost they almost crashed out of the semis to Wales. Yeah, so they they weren't a cut above everyone else, but it was a, a competitive tournament. Now it, I think it's an even more it's going to be an even more competitive tournament. Well, I think the story of this championship is going to be that the teams have done their best to get the right people in the right positions, with the exception of maybe New Zealand. So. You know, if you look at a team, and it's a cliche, but I'll go with it anyway. You look at a team like Argentina, who are very emotionally driven, and they must be actually to achieve what they've done. I can't think of a better guy to be in charge of them than Michael, the Michael Tracker. It just seems to be a really nice dovetailing of uh, mm. character and team that just mm. works. I think with Australia, you know, again, if you can. There's not really much you can do to influence your player pool on a a short term. But there's everything you can do to influence your coaching staff. And they've got a great guy in Dave Dave Rennie. I think he is one of the best coaches on on the planet. So having him in charge makes a huge difference. South Africa have got the house in order. The only questions really are um, around New Zealand, who happens to have probably still the strongest player pool, but they just can't quite find their feet. And I think that's probably why we're seeing what we're seeing. Mm. Well, again, you... You'd watch them last week and be despairing. You'd watch this week in isolation and think they're in a great place. Mm. You would. You know, and it's it's maybe what we because of the fact that we've we've mentioned several times now that a lot of the teams are on a more even footing rather than this big disparity between them. We should put less weight to uh, unusual results. So the Argentina beating New Zealand historically particularly on New Zealand soil, is a very unusual result. At the moment, based on the teams, it's probably not that unusual. But equally, New Zealand can still turn it on as they did and beat absolutely anyone on their day. Mm. Exciting final two rounds. Boys, I'm conscious. We've got to do a lot of previews. (laughs) So shall we predict this week's games, or do you want to do something else first? I just want to briefly mention, um, now, we're we're getting no money for this. In fact, why don't you you hear from people? Let's have a little listen to some of the people that help make this podcast possible. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's the people that do give us money. Yeah. Uh, is there something you want to say about people that don't give us money? Uh, no, well, not that they don't. Gi- well, no, they don't give they us don't money. Gi- that's, <laughs> that, that's not what I want to talk about. Oh, right, okay. They don't give us money. I, but, I, but in spite of the fact they don't give us money, I just want to mention it's not too late to get a bunch of friends together and get involved in fantasy rugby draft, which has provided so much fun over the years and I've really missed it so many wasted Fridays arguing with yeah. my friends over imaginary trades yeah <laughs> a giant hole in, in in my soul and my life over the last <gasps> season without fantasy rugby draft and um, yeah the Gallagher Premiership starts on Friday it's in the, in the it's now we actually inquired we can say this now can't we we actually inquired about trying to buy yeah fantasy, <laughs> when, when they could no longer run it for the Premiership 
We, we inquired about buying it. Uh, anyway, that, that didn't come off, but I'm glad to say that the guys are back. And it's now, rather than being free, to make it sustainable, it is a small charge of, in New Ze- with the exchange rate of the New Zealand dollar, £5 UK. And Easy. It is, it is pay le- it. Pay your le- money. Less than a pint, and it is the most fun you will have with, with £5. With your clothes on. <laughs> with your clothes on, with yeah. £5. Definitely with £5. Definitely with £5. And uh, so I would just, if you can get nine other mates together, uh, I, you, if you haven't tried it before, just just give it a go. Gallagher Premiership starts this Friday. Get your mates together. The draft itself is really good fun, and ours is... Well, we'll be in the middle of our draft this time tomorrow night. Yeah, in 24, 23 hours the draft starts. We'll be nervously waiting. We don't know what our draft order is yet. If no, you, we don't. If you were draft number one pick... I don't, I don't know. I've really thinking? not thought about it yet. Freddie Burns. <laughs> I, maybe Marcus Smith. But the, the England games and stuff, I don't know. Yeah. I'm thinking, maybe it's a Sam Simmons again. But it's not because they don't kick penalties. Oh, oh sorry, Paddy, Paddy Jackson. Paddy Jackson. Sam Simmons is a good shout. Paddy Jackson might be a good shout. What do you mean might be a good shout? He's not called up for Ireland, is I he? I think, uh, like, we went... It, the attention went away from fly halves to number eights in the last time we did it with Don Brandt and Simmons and, and co. I wonder if, actually, good, reliable fly halves might be the premium this season. They always are. not many of them. If no. in doubt. AJ. I don't know if he's going to get... I might go AJ number one. You, you should do that. You should do that. I would. Do it. And then lock in Sheedy and got me to, round four. Got, got me to the final... AJ got me to the final the last time we had it and helped me win the year before Do you know that. who might be a good shot? Orlando Bailey. Hmm. That's an interesting shot. Isn't it? Isn't it just? I'd, I'd, if you could pick him up in round three or four, that'd be a good shout. Uh, Finn Smith? Oh, Worcester. I'm not, I'm not having, anyone. Not Worcester, not having anyone from he's, Worcester. He's not at Worcester, he's in Northampton. Is he there now? No, I don't no, know. he's moving there. Is he's that... going to be Dan Bigger's replacement next season. Well, I thought he'd already gone. I thought that was. I thought Kyle Hatherall... Hatherall. No, Carl, Carl, Carl Hatherall, Hatherall has gone. Yeah, so yeah. then Finn Smith's gone then. I'm sure he's gone. I'm sure of it. So there was... I read an article with him a few days ago where he said he got made homeless because he was in the academy. How? Did Finn Smith say that? Yeah. Was that... A few days ago, there was an interview with him... Oh, I can't remember where where I read it, but he'd been, I'm sure it was Finn Smith. He made homeless, so he was grateful for one of the older boys to let him, who let him sleep on his sofa. Oh my goodness! He's not alone in that regard. He, wow. there's a few of the uh, Worcester boys are, I guess, officially homeless. No fixed abode. Um, yeah. If as that, a consequence of this, like so, the, the Premiership starting. Are, are Worcester playing their fixture next weekend? That, yes, the so. Premiership released a statement saying they would do. Yeah, and Worcester, they confirmed over the weekend that their players had been paid. Yes, that's and they, right. they blamed it on an IT issue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not like poorly no, timed it, IT issue. Yeah, it's not it's not a laughing matter. Okay, but I found the excuse laughable. There are hundreds of people that need to be paid. It's it's a difficult IT. No, it's not. It's not a difficult <laughs> IT process whatsoever. But, but the, the you know. players have all been paid 100%, but the wider club staff, I think, have been paid Jesus. 65%. It's just a mess. It's an absolute mess. I mean, I was doing some very, very rough numbers on this of to what that wage bill, salary bill, and it, it'll be hundreds of thousands of pounds for that, for that monthly, for each yeah. monthly payment. It, it could be in the region of half a million pounds for every single month uh, of payment for the, staff. The and current owners wider. need the players to still be there and playing to make it an attractive well, sale. Well, they need they, to be a premiership club. And if they, yeah. The P shares and all of that. Because if they don't, then uh, if they fail to ful- fulfil fixtures and they get kicked out of the league or the, for, they can't do that for whatever reason, then again, it, it, it devalues the asset that yeah. they're trying which, to, now but, trying to sell. By the way, which is exactly what Premiership Rugby are worried about. Mm. But they have no power to do, it, do anything about either. So, yeah. Anyway. All, all I can say is that, that BT Sport do a load of... Um, you, you see before the games. It, like, look, when there's a Friday night match, the game kicks off at 7.45, but the programme starts at 7. And there are some great little features, that, particularly on a Friday night, that happen. When they go and send the cameras in to Worcester Warriors and you get Steve Diamond talking, frankly, you get mm. stories like Finn Smith sleeping on mm. whatever, Ted Hill's sofa or whoever it was. That I mean, not great for those individuals. Amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm delighted that they're going to play. I can't wait to see what they're going to put forward. I've got shades. This is my best case scenario. I've got shades of 
Argentina been locked in an Australian hotel room for two weeks, been asked to play and beating the All Blacks. That, that's that's how I feel it's going to go. Um, and then Steve Diamond gets carried off on their shoulders and is made mayor of Worcester. <laughs> that's how I see it going. But whether it will or not, it's such a big ask for them. I mean, they have legitimately lost probably one of their best players in Hatherall and that's got to be an absolute gut punch to the club because my worry about Worcester earlier on this week was it's going to fold as a rugby entity before it folds as a business entity and that'd be that'd be the worst actually mm. just fold it now and get rid of everyone don't fold it because Finn Smith has got to go and Hatherall's gone and you know just getting rid of all the best players that isn't the way forward that'd be far more tragic at least give them a chance to fight this out together. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully the owners do give them that because it 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 also protects their asset. I'd love to know what the owners are thinking. I'd love to know what the impact is on them because I don't I, think I'd love to know to know what the, kind of what their plan was because they almost it seems like they almost half pulled the plug and then had this backlash and then they're kind of trying to put the plug back in and some of the bathwater's gone out. Yeah. But I, I don't really... That's how it looks from the outside. But, but what are they... What, yeah, what's the objective? I think it's... They're trying to protect the value of the things which have value. Um, well, it might be, you know, it might just be the case that they don't have enough money. And if that's the case, there is a human story there. And I know everyone's going, oh, rich owners, who cares? Yeah. But, you know, if you can't meet your bills, it doesn't matter if your bills are big or small, you still yeah. can't meet your bills. Yeah. And I don't think anyone who employs people, or very few people that employ people, take that responsibility lightly. Yeah. I, I don't think it's... It's very easy to say, and I don't know, actually, what the situation is with the owners, but it's very easy to say, oh, they're so cavalier. I'm pretty sure they don't want this. I'm pretty sure they'd much rather be running a successful mm. rugby club and have the readily available cash to pay everyone and not be the, the public enemy num- number one. Uh, I'm surprised there's no... Now you say that, I'm surprised there's no rugby club with Cavaliers as their nickname. They're quite a traditionally Who's British... I think there is. There's a second team, isn't there? It might be Worcester. It might be Worcester. It might be Worcester. <laughs> might be Worcester, Worcester second team, oh, Worcester all, Cavaliers. Oh, all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> the Cavaliers named after the owners. <laughs> oh no right well let's let's leave it there um, we, we do have to before we leave tonight we have to write down numbers 1 to 13 oh yes oh our predicted league table but let's just predict next week's matches firstly then Phil rattle through them oh yeah let me get them up um, in, internationals first and then we'll go through premiership although so, they're not on a week off no yeah I th- oh yeah yeah they might have a week off let's just check saw someone go wild the other week on Twitter about yeah no rugby championship on. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's a week off. Yeah, there is a week off on the rugby championship. That commences again on the 15th. Uh, yeah, 15th. Good, so pure premiership focus then. Yes, Love it. Here we go. Yeah. So Friday night, Friday night lights, we have uh, the Southwest Derby, Great big game. one. Great game. Bristol hosting Bath. Uh, Bristol are going to win this. So two, yeah, two teams. I think you're wrong. That had bad seasons. I think year. you are wrong, mate. I think Bath are going to smash Bristol this weekend. I think Bath are back. Um, we've got a new DOR, one who knows what he's doing, which is going to be the first time in close to what eight years <laughs> they've had a guy in charge that has any clue about you know, anything really. So that's a real positive for for them. They'll have a focus. They can't be worse than last year. They've got all. Can, neither can Bristol. Neither can Bristol. Yeah, but Bristol's still got the same DNA. Well, that's what, the story. That's what made story, Bristol yeah. bad last year is still in existence this year, right? Bath are a, complete, a completely different outfit. They hoops, hoops have just been moved upstairs. Yeah, but very he's still upstairs. The puppet master. Very, he's been moved upstairs very much like the princess was was, was locked in the tower. Like <laughs> very much upstairs. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think Van Grand's going to bring a whole new emphasis to this and. I, maybe I'm talking out of turn here. Maybe I don't know. But I suspect that when you're a professional rugby player and you've been so badly embarrassed, because they were humiliated last year, I could not believe anyone paid them money to play rugby. They were so bad last year. They must be better this year. And if they live up to even 75% of that team's potential, they're going to be dangerous. They are going to go to Bristol and beat them up. Hear me now, believe me later. Okay, we'll see. I'm going mm. Bristol. I am also going Bristol, but JB, that was a rousing speech. It was. A rousing pro-Bath speech. Yeah, yes. they're back. Yeah. They are back. Uh, repeated anti-Bath rants last year. 
Yeah, it's maybe nice, JB nice will go back to, to supporting Bath like he did in the early, earliest Bath. days. Of the I, I've you always got, loved Bath. You got a Bath vest? I, I, Sam Burgess vest. It. Sam Burgess vest. If they want me to carry on saying nice things, they need to send me a vest. I think actually, you just, I think I've got a Tok H vest at my house. Oh, I've been looking for that. I'll bring it around next week. How did you acquire that? You must have either left it in my house or left it in my. What? He's always coming to your house with vests and taking it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why is JB's vest here? Like, <laughs> I, today, I, I just finished in the gym, went upstairs for a shower, came out of the shower. My my um, parents were around. And I was like, oh, is the TV. I just came out of the shower. I was like, is the TV on? There's, a, there's another deep man's voice downstairs. Uh oh. No, it's not the TV. Walk downstairs. JB just having a nice cup of tea with my mum in the kitchen. Yeah, popped popped over to see Phil with, no, with no top on. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for my vest. <laughs> Next game, Sale Northampton. Interesting. Interesting. I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, I was down on Sale last week. I've sort of changed my mind a bit. I think they'll do Northampton big time. Ooh. I, th- I think Sale at home will sneak Northampton, but. Uh, uh, yeah, sailed sneaking it at home. Nice fast pitch for Northampton. Experienced players, big courts and bigger. Oh I, yeah, I assume they'll they'll be playing. They will be playing. Sail, oh yeah, miss, I'm changing my mind. A bit of experience. I'm changing my mind. Saints. Give me sail. Saints. Sail, 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 sail. Saints. Yeah, I, you know, this is big for sail because this is the sort of game which, if they're going to be bad this year. They're going to be losing to Northampton. If they're going to be good, this is, Northampton's a really good test for basically everyone. Anyone yeah, better yeah. than Northampton is very good. Anyone beneath them is going to be quite bad. And anyone better than Northampton on a nice, drac, dra, on a nice yeah. dry track will be very good. Yeah, particularly, yeah. It's sale. Saints. Give me Saints. Next. Uh, so Saturday, three, three o'clock kickoffs. We've got the Chiefs hosting the Champions Tigers. Hmm. No visa. I don't think Tigers are going to be as good as, as, yeah. good as they were last no year. No Pollard. No Ford. No Genge. No Genge. Uh, but then Exeter. Where? I still think I still think Tigers. Yeah, I was going to say, where is the danger in Exeter? What what scares you about them? Yeah. Depends who's playing. Well, you but, know, who who's a scary second row? Gray. <laughs> <laughs> he does a lot of great things. He's not scary. He does amazing things. Sam Simmons can be quite scary. The pick and go, the grinding pick and go can be quite. That's how they scored the two tries against yeah. Ulster. Will uh, they go with like Yanis Kirsten as a lock this year? I don't know. I like Yanis Kirsten. I mean, if you're going to play Simmons, you've got you've got to pay the tax. So you've got to put Kirsten on one Tell side. You what? Listen to the Exeter Chiefs preview yeah. pod. Yeah. We'll go on that. Okay. I, I'm, going for, I'm going for Leicester. Home win. Just I think I think Leicester will take a little bit of time to find their feet. Interesting. A few players. I've got a feeling it's. I could know. draw. It's going to be a draw. <laughs> it's going to be a fifteen-all draw. Uh, next game, if it happens, currently planned to happen. Irish host Worcester. Irish. I sincerely want. I, I sincerely want Worcester to win this. Irish be, are winning this. Now, be a great story if Worcester did. But I Irish almost, I almost don't want to say this because of, we got our fancy rugby draft yesterday. But the, the guy we've been raving about in the Argentine back row will be putting on a London Irish jersey this season. Gonzalez. Ooh. He will be. Yeah. He will be. That's an interesting but, rugby, yeah. rugby, rugby, fancy yeah. rugby draft shout The, the Irish good squad is just so stacked. I mean, but it's only stacked in certain positions, isn't it? So back row back, it's ridiculous, and back, back three, three is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous in the back three. Uh, yeah. And if, if they've got uh, all or both of their uh, astronomically expensive Australian second rows, they're in business. That's stacked as well. Yeah. I, Irish. Come on, Irish. I, Irish. I, once they get out of this game, I, I'm very interested to see how Irish do. Give me Worcester. They've got something to really fight for. All right, I think they Worcester. Do. They definitely have something to fight for. 100%. Uh, third game, hopefully a little bit easier to predict. Falcons host Quins. Quins, yeah. me. Quins. Quins. At a canter. Mm. Uh, and final game of the weekend is Gloucester hosting Wasps. Gloucester. I think Gloucester are going to have a good season. Yeah, I, I agree. But I, they can't all have a good seasons, though, can they? I agree. Gloucester well, are going to have a good season. I, I think they will win. We're pre- predicting most teams to finish 6th or 7th at the moment. Yeah. So, I, I, Gloucester will win. Yeah. Be interested. I don't know. I've not been looking at it. Has, has Pelledry played in any of the warm-up Oh, damn it. I was, again, a fancy rugby draft sleeper. Uh, He's available again. Is it? That is a game. That's... As new, so dangerous. If you treat it like draft. like a new signing, as new signings go, that if he just arrived at a club and he was fit, and we'll wait and see how fit and how much like he was 
he is. But if that was the case, you'd be saying that's the standout signing in the Premiership. Yeah. And that, that, could, that could take a team. I think Gloucester have got another standout signing. The big for Gene and Bray from The reason I say that is the reasons I'll explain on the preview podcast later on. Oh, love it, love it. Tease. What and tease. Uh, enjoy the Premiership when oh, it's back. And, and I'll give another tease as well. If we have time, I'm going to go into detail about my Twitter spat on the Patreon podcast. But there's no way I'm giving that guy any, any... Um, publicity on our main podcast. If, if, if you want to hear about a spat, patron. <laughs> and I, I'm going to absolutely go wild with it. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash egg chasers. Let the boys play. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 